0: there's not a single weak character not one i love uh, or not love i am deeply invested in every single character even the ones that maybe only had two chapters (laughs) welcome welcome everyone to two to ramble and today we're going to do a pitch review on the first book of the first law trilogy, The Blade Itself by Joe Abercrombie. My name's Austin. This is Richard. We <laughs> had to get
1: our little names out there. Yes, this is a pitch review. If you've not, if this is your first time here, our pitch review series is where Richard here has read a book because he actually reads. <laughs> I try to catch up, I'm too, way too slow. So Richard has read the book and he's going to pitch it to myself and also you, the audience. And he's not going to spoil anything. He's going to give you surface level stuff, get you interested. If he likes the book, and he's going to try to reel you in if he does.
0: There we go. Perfect. said So today it'll just the entire video is spoiler free. And if you are interested in purchasing the book, if you like, if you want to read it, uh, go down to the com- uh, our description below and click our affiliate link to buy the book and help support the channel, so we can maybe do this full time.
1: I think everyone
0: gets us like two sets.
1: Yeah, something Two like that. Two cents closer
0: to self-sufficiency. That's so good. One day we can hire an editor for you so you one can day. actually read more. See, that's why I can't read yeah. it. Okay, so
1: one, let's get right into this then. The, okay. N- who is the author? I know it's Joe Abercrombie, but tell me about Joe Abercrombie. Yeah,
0: so on uh, some simple stuff. He's uh, born in Lancaster, England in 1974. Um, he's actually studied psychology at Manchester University, okay. which yeah, from our last pitch review, like – made a lot of sense on why he studied psychology and coincidentally character work is really well done in this book uh, <laughs> I, I i just pattern recognition so oh, i'm, I'm recognizing psychology
1: makes fantastic characters yeah
0: okay so he first wrote this book in 2004 and it was published in 2005 this book yeah this has been out that long i know it's, it's been world. out a while okay and um yeah i guess let's get right into the pitch i could have just read the back of the book yeah. But I wrote a little something okay. myself on what I think a good pitch would be. Okay. So, this series uh, follows a barbarian made legend named Logan Ninefingers oh, yeah. as he tries to outrun his violent past and terrible luck. And it also follows a nobleman, an officer who is in love with his mirror, a hate who learns to value more than himself. And lastly, it follows a former military hero turned cripple and lastly, turned state torturer. His investigation takes him to the rotten heart of the government. As he sl- And as he walks slower than everyone else, he also must think 20 steps ahead. And so you follow these three characters and a couple other side characters on their journey.
1: Fantastic. What kind of genre is this?
0: It is a grimdark story. Grimdark. Though I would say it's fairly light. On grim dark, grim light, grim light. Yeah, I think. Did we just coin that
1: term? Yeah, I think you did. Are you actually going to compliment me on a term or an analogy or something that I actually said for once?
0: No, I give you. You're just going to acknowledge it. (laughs) I'm acknowledging it. I give you no praise. Alright, I'll take it. I'll take what (laughs) I can get. But yeah, this uh, this book actually won the uh, well. It was not didn't win. It was nominated for a Locust Award uh, for best first novel.
1: Wow. Oh, this was his first novel. Yeah. Oh. And
0: okay. subsequently, a bunch of his other books have actually been nominated and won a few awards. So oh, awesome. He's a very, very talented author.
1: Okay. Now, this is the reason everyone clicked on the video. Mm-hmm. What is your rating of the book?
0: Yeah. So I gave it an overall rating of an 8.80. 8.8 out of 10. 8.8 8 out of 10.
1: That I think that might be one of the highest book ratings you've given
0: it's a high score there's been
1: one or two others maybe if you reviewed that have been nines but that is a very high score
0: yeah that is a richard
1: rambler rating 8.8
0: oh yeah the closer it gets to nine like it i would consider if you are into modern fantasy the blade itself is a must read has to be so uh, i'll get into a couple of them but some of my scores are pretty darn high yeah so like, th-
1: this is the highest recommendations. You you think this book is out of the park. you got to read this thing.
0: It's a must read. Okay. It, it's definitely the rich approved. Yeah. You know, two thumbs up, you know, three if I had it. Did you, you gave two thumbs up as well. This is insane. Have to give it. Wow. So okay. we'll get right into emotional impact yeah. score.
1: And just, just to preface that real quick for anyone interested in how our rating system works, it will be in the description yeah. below, but we're going into category by category how we rate books
0: yeah down below if you're interested on details on yep. how exactly our point system works for ratings it'll be in the description
1: yep so the first category emotional impact
0: yeah so i gave emotional impact a so nine oh so a solid nine
1: flat net, nine excellent like nine out of, the park. Out of ten yeah you, you loved knocked this it thing. out of
0: park i literally as i finished the book i ran upstairs and I just looked at Austin, and I threw the book on the ground. I was like, "That's I end a book, baby." You did. <laughs> was, you did. I was so jazzed. Uh, so great, great emotional book. So, but a nine, would, a nine.
1: That is like even when you come upstairs and you throw a book on the ground, that's usually a Richard seven. <laughs> that's how much you love this. A nine.
0: Yeah, it, a lot of things come together to pull that. Now, the reason why it's not the ten is, I would say it didn't. It was very interesting in the beginning. But the beginning did not hook me like it did, especially by the middle, and then of course the ending.
1: Oh, so the the beginning is the still great, but the worst part. It just yeah. it gets better and better, and boom, it's so satisfying.
0: Exactly. Like I was able to read the first couple chapters and go, "Oh, I have I have to finish this other book," and yeah. so I was able to put it down for a while and okay. pick it back up. So doesn't didn't hook me the same way. Okay, but I became deeply interested and emotionally invested in both the plot and the character's journeys that I am so curious to see where they go and so to give me that kind of anticipation I really have to give it a nine and not only that the way he writes is so interesting it's a very modern way of writing where he teases the reader constantly where there were so many moments that were hyped up and like you know it's coming. And he, he lets it out. And then you think, oh, this is when the moment's gonna happen. This is when it's gonna right. this is the this is the big moment. And he tees you know it's oh, it's not now. And he does that enough so when it actually does come, blows you away. <sighs> okay. So it honestly, it's very psychologically manipulative. He studied psychology. I I don't know. I think I see a connection. But um yeah, it was a roller coaster of emotions for certain characters. So there's p- characters that you really like in the beginning, and then come to really detest them, and then come to understand them, and like you just go through great revolutions of loving and hating and accepting characters.
1: Uh, you know, this if that's this that's is, an
0: amazingly emotional journey.
1: Wow, and this is a, what's more amazing is anyone watching this watching us for the first time is going to think like you're a, you're an enthusiastic like you like things <laughs> and you rate things high and you give those eights and nines out you don't this is the this is just no. this is praise that is not typically given out
0: i really don't have i have very few critiques for this book
1: this nails out of the park and the motion was that the highest category or does it get better
0: it gets better okay okay now, I'm, I mentioned just briefly mm-hmm. in Emotional Impact, but going on to character score, mm-hmm. I the Rambler rating for characters is a 9.5. <laughs> the reason I have to give it a 9.5 is there's not a single weak character. Not one. I love, uh, or not love, I am deeply invested in every single character, even the ones that maybe only had two chapters. I
1: gotta ask then, why not the 10?
0: mainly because there's a couple characters that are not as good as others. Maybe the history is not as good as, say, like a 10 out of 10 character book would have juggled them so personally where they, they accomplish multiple things at the same time, where characters have kind of relations to the world itself. They have uh, deeply connected to each other and that they're incredibly necessary, that there's no wasted character. You know, like you could cut one like I'm, you, you it, yeah. they are essential. I, I really value the no fat rule of a book. Like if, if I can cut something, then it's not perfect.
1: I'm such a bad questioner. I somehow made you just completely crap on a nine point five. <laughs> like you should be talking. <laughs> yeah, why is it a nine point five more so? Why is it so fantastic?
0: That point five is just—is there being, a character yeah. that could could be cut and folded into something else? Yes. I am deeply invested in that character, so I very much enjoy it, but they yeah. are not incredibly necessary.
1: But the 9.5, I mean, like, why is it that high? Yeah. <laughs> I, I tried to clarify <laughs> to get you talking good, and you went
0: back into why it's not the ten. See, you're, you're bringing out my curmudgeon <laughs> side, and even I can find something to criticize on my 9.5.
1: I know, but anything 9.5 9. especially, like, why?
0: Why? What, yeah, I, why I, is
1: it so great? Come on, get that into... <laughs> why is this awesome? If I gave something a 9.5, I would not be sitting down right now i would be standing lifting up the
0: microphone talking (laughs) from the table okay do you do make it simply there's every single character Mm -hmm. was so exciting to the point i've not felt a way with a main character that i've felt a roller coaster of emotion toward where typically i people like brandon sanderson fantastic character writer but he immediately gets you to love a character. But then that's about it. Like I, I love a character, or he immediately gets me to hate a character. There's not much of a roller coaster of emotions on hate and love. Joe, you know, that, that this is a unique time where I've both loved and hated a character in the same book, and then went back to love. That's amazing. And I can actually think of a couple, a couple interesting characters, and there's a certain moment that I knew I had to give it a nine point five. Is a character set up to be probably one of the most admirable characters in the story, and at a moment of weakness, does something so detestable and evil, but does show like it was a loss of control and it was a, a deep, dark part of him that you you see that he's been holding back on and deeply regrets it. and so he's now no longer just this simply good upstanding character he's a deeply flawed character and you somehow you this author somehow able to have this character do something so heinous and yet even afterward they're not completely evil you don't hate them completely you understand it and it, it's a wonderful tact to be able to do that wow. to let your good character do something evil and not make that character evil itself.
1: Now that's a 9.5 worthy talk right there. Yeah, that they, they, was your yeah. TED Talk of the day. Let's go. <laughs> so, character's phenomenal.
0: Yeah. And they all play off each other wonderfully. Mm-hmm. And that actually gets me right into plot. would you rate plot? Again, 9.5. <laughs> this, I, I, yeah. Am I
1: seeing something in your eyes? Am I seeing like joy, childlike excitement? Am I seeing, <laughs> was that a smile? Oh, I know.
0: Oh, plot was... The plot really is wonderful. Yeah. And the 9.5 comes from the ultimate conclusion. Like, uh, Acts 2 and 3. Knock it so far out of the park, I have to give it a, like a 9.5. It makes me want to... I need to reread Act 1 to see what I was not understanding. That didn't... Like, I liked it, but I wasn't so hooked. But it was really interesting. So, like, what was I not getting? Because by the end, it all came together perfectly. Okay. So the interweaving of plot lines and and all the different POVs, perfect. Perfect interweaving. Where there's no backtracking, there's no, you know, you're following a different character and you kind of have to repeat what happened and something, you know, where stories kind of overlap, so you have to kind of retell a story, but from a different perspective. None of that. None of that is necessary in the story, because you use context clues that you never have to repeat something. But it shifts characters. Great. And it uses the ignorance of the character, but the knowledge of the reader to amazing effect. Which I know happens in other stories, but I just wanted to notice this in this book. That it was continuously set up that the reader knows something from a different character, and then you jump into a, nu- a new character and go, "Oh, this guy doesn't know. This guy doesn't know, and it's gonna be great." Yeah, builds yeah. that suspense exactly. And so he does a great use of my favorite, my favorite mix. Whenever you have twists in a story, you also have to have traditional, um, foreseen plot points. Right. If everything something a- sticks with the trope,
1: exactly, and something goes against the trope.
0: Exactly. You can't, if everything's a twist, then nothing is. Yep. And then you, every time you go, oh, okay, they're going to subvert my expectations.
1: Biggest problem with Pariah, if that's and still up here. Pariah
0: and somewhat in Brent Weeks. Okay. The non Could we have stuck to a book that I read?
1: Did you really have to throw it to a book yes. that I didn't read? All right. <laughs> okay. I, I was trying to use my knowledge of the one book I've read up here. Fair <laughs> enough.
0: But yeah, you. This has a great balance of things that are expected and yeah. then the twist. So the twists hit harder. That's awesome. a wonderful Awesome. Addition. Awesome. And I mentioned before, and this does have to be inter- uh, in- acknowledged in plot as well as emotional impact, mm. is how the author teases. Yeah. Teases the reader, plays out little things that are going to come to fruition. Yep. And ultimately, it's wonderful, master for storytelling that those payoffs hit. Every time,
1: and this is only book one of a trilogy. This is how much you love it. Oh
0: yeah, I'm I'm loving this. And lastly, it should be said that the action is interesting. It, I think there are other books that do action maybe better, possibly. Okay. I I would say, for example, John Gwen maybe has more, uh, slightly better action sequences. But what I think is praiseworthy is there's basically three different styles of writing action in this story because it depends on the POV of the character. And that character's mentality basically changes how fight scenes are written. And I thought that was very entertaining because of the variety.
1: I wonder how he was able to write this well, especially if this was his first book. He had to have some experience with something prior, I'd imagine.
0: I mean, psychology major. I imagine he wrote. Yeah. I imagine he wrote for college, so... Who knows?
1: Fair, fair play. What about dialogue? What about... Let's get into dialogue pros. What was sure. your rating of how he wrote?
0: Dialogue and pros, I think it's incredibly well done at an 8.25. 8.25. Okay. An 8.25. That's a great score. Very solid. Fair. That's an amazing score. That's not to be uh, understated. So yeah. um, I would say if the reason why I'm not giving it the 10s is probably because dialogue is very well done, but I've seen better. And we're... Uh, for me, a great the thing that gets a ten out of ten dialogue is something that can do more than three things in the same line of dialogue. Does it progress the story? Does it tell you more about the character? Does it expand upon the world? If it could do more than like every those three, sentence, every. a plurality, if yeah, it happens yeah. a lot,
1: I, get, I just imagine you reading, stopping at the end of a paragraph, being like, "All right, what is this paragraph <laughs> rated?" Yeah, <laughs> and,
0: but. If you can do those three things, especially consistently in dialogue and banter between characters, you're going to get the 10 out of 10. And if you do more than that, then, like, add in just great comedy.
1: Right, that's your Terry Pratchett.
0: Terry Pratchett is the master at adding multiple layers to the same line of dialogue. He can, it can be not just one joke, it could be two jokes all in one, yep. then it also explains the world and gives more depth into the character, and then pushes the story along wonderfully. That
1: was five things.
0: That's, that's I know. Even more. That's so, why
1: he gets the ten. <laughs> he gets a ten plus. Wow, he gets okay. a ten. That's Fantastic. why. So this, this is still great. Great action. The pacing as well. Did you mention the pacing was very good? Pacing is very that's good. More towards plot, but and I, I would say Act One,
0: that. maybe pacing is. It's hard to describe because most people would actually say the pacing is quite quick. In Act One, I would say that sort of slower. In Act One, Mm. that's not particularly bad, but it's that is honestly my bigger gripe, but it's not much of one. Like it's, it's in comparison to Act Two and Three that I'm comparing it. Gotcha. But uh, all the tone is always different in writing style between the three main perspectives, which is gives great variety and wonderful. it's wonderful to actually read because it makes everything different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and ultimately, it's very much trimmed to fat. There's not too many. I can't really think of too many like like a wasted chapter or really a wasted moment. So fantastic. Mostly trimmed.
1: Okay, then what about your final category, world building slash magic system?
0: World I'm building, yes. Solid score of a seven point seven five seems low. That's pretty high. That seems low. What happened to our nines? We were doing so good. I know. Well, ultimately, it, this will be remain to be seen in uh, later books. Yeah. Let's see. But when I take a look at world building, uh, especially for a fantasy novel, I'm incorporating magic system. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The world at large, mainly its history, does, if it's not explained, does it seem, is it seem to tease or... Does it seem like there is an actual rich history to the world? Right. So
1: tell me about this book then. What what and is cultures the cultures and all that? So yeah. What what this book, it does a lot of that well, but just doesn't get doesn't exceed anything supernatural for you.
0: Exactly. It it does everything pretty well, but nothing spectacular. Ultimately in the world building. So okay. for example, like I, I am interested in the world. Yeah. It, it does make it sets out a very interesting thing with like interesting questions. Like, oh. oh, what's that place like? Oh, I'm interested to see where. That empire is going. So it sets up some good stuff. But cultures are. They are different. They're not solely surface level. But do not tie. Richly to a. History. That you can kind of comprehend. So it's nothing like. The wheel of time. Or Tolkien. Uh, The. So the magic system. For example. Is kept in a mysterious role. It's it's more of a mystery in this book. I imagine it's dived into more in the other books, but I, there's not much to judge on. So that's it's kept at a 10 out of the score. I can't give magic a 10 out of 10 because there's not much of it. Okay. It's teased. And I got to give I got to mark it off for no maps. Oh, you're Made a map me very guy. sad. I'm a map guy. Uh, for my fantasy world, I need a map. You know Dora
1: gets a 10 out of 10 of world building. It has
0: to. She's yeah. got
1: the map. I mean, that's all you need, and boom, that's a that's oh, a yeah. world right there.
0: Oh, no, I, I think I gave... Honestly, I think I had to give um, Shadow of the Gods like a solid point in a world building just for the epicness of the map. The map was so great. Perfect yeah. map that I had to give it a little bump. A little bump in score.
1: I got you. That, that's your thing with world building.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but... A map not only is fun to look at, it gives you spatial awareness on where stories takes place. It normally can help you tell the story of a history. And mm. if there's a history to the world, that typically means that the culture actually has a reason for being. Why is it this way? Instead of just a surface level of, oh, yeah, in the North, they're meaner. They're harder. They're more savage-like. Instead of just that, there's a, they've gone through this rich history of generation over generation. Why are they that way? If you can do all of those aspects, that gets you that ten out of ten. So it does everything competently, does everything very well. I'm I am interested in the world and I want to know more. So I give it the seven point seven.
1: And it's only book one. Could it get better in book two. It and could three. get better. Who and knows? overall,
0: the series could vastly improve. Yes. I imagine the magic system is going to be delved into deeper in books two and three because it kind of left off that way mm. but overall those are my thoughts of the book overall rating to an 8.8 8.8
1: 8 is fantastic yeah that is a read right now i mean you are you're giving this 8.8 8. i think the last time you gave a book that high was small gods
0: no hyperion yeah. hyperion, hyperion, you
1: gave a nine plus Yes.
0: I'll have to look I'll have to look back my Excel spreadsheet. I, I
1: think it did hit the nine. So this is yeah. a great entry. Are you going to finish the series and then we'll do eventually a review on the series, you think?
0: We will. Okay. Um I just wanted to I have act I stopped. I didn't read didn't start book two until we recorded this video. Because mm. I didn't want my opinion to be colored by uh book two and three. Okay. So I will continue on the series. However I have to pick up another book. (laughs) Yeah. And so I will be reading it, but probably not as quickly as maybe people would probably want me to.
1: Got it. Well, we do have some very good news for our viewers and our listeners. Hmm. Okay. And that is that in the coming month or so, I will start to have a lot more free time. (laughs) And that means that you won't just have to listen to him reviewing a book. You'll have to listen to two incessant people review a book. So I think we're going to have some, you have some, high recommendations for me that I'm going to jump and read those first so we can go into actual spoiler talk and talk deep about the book. And we're going to do, we have some plans for, I just, I'm finishing Return of the King today. Well, I put,
0: I put on your, your to-do list while you're on vacation that you're going to read the first book of the Murderbot Diaries. That's a short story. Okay. I, I'm, I think where we'll be doing a video on the Murderbot Diaries. Okay,
1: and hey, if, if anyone has any suggestions as well, put them below because I don't want to listen to his suggestions. Let's be honest. It's Murderbot. I don't know
0: see the reason why i said it on cameras that way now you have to read it <laughs> i know you're sticking me in a corner here i am
1: all right everybody that has been the review of the blade itself by yep. joe abercrombie fantastic review Awesome yeah. job. With
0: let that. us know what you think down in the comments below and um, let us know what your rating is using our rating system and we'll catch you guys next week bye